Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Angie, Estimate Rocket, and Paint Supply. Hello and welcome to Mastermind. Our mission is to build million-dollar businesses so that we can have financial freedom, time for our families, and make an impact in our communities. Let's kick it off some big wins. Daryl, you're the most caffeinated. I am. 5 a.m. Central. Lead the way. I got Lewis, who's uh, who's my new hire. He's just really cool. It's about a fourth day on yesterday, and he was talking about when he first moved into town like a year and a half ago or so. He's seen my trucks. He's like, how many trucks you got? And he's like, when I saw them trucks, I said, I want to work for that guy because he's got nice trucks. And <laughs> so that was that was really cool. And it wasn't nice trucks as the way it's fancy, flashy, but just the way my decals are. So that was really cool. And I started implementing things from buy back your time. Um, I told Steve about it last week. I just finished that audiobook. I'm gonna I'm gonna start it again uh, today because it's just really good. I've learned a lot of things with with buy back your time, and I'm really excited about that book. So fantastic! Thank you, Daryl Isaac. Yeah, my big win is that my employee keeps telling me how grateful he is to work for me and mm. just how much he's enjoying it and how much he's learning. My old boss his brother cuts my employee's hair and he's like, Hey, how is it working for Isaac? And I guess he was just raving about me. And so it's just really cool that it's, I feel like it's giving me encouragement that I'm leading well and I'm doing a decent job. And yeah, that's motivating. Way to lead. Fantastic. Isaac. Thank you. And there's a question, Daryl, the author of that book by back your time. Do you recall? I'm, I'm actually looking it up right now. Okay. Thank you. Juan. Big wins. Good morning. My big wins will be I finally have set up my complementary color consultation. So I'm all set with that. And I'm studying my newsletter with April. And she's helping me with Zapier too. So that's a big win for me. Newsletter and Zapier with April. Way to go. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Streamline those operations. Yes. Saves so. a lot of time. Stay on top of my other newsletter. Way to be. Okay. Hey, Seuss. Yes. Yes, guys. So after months of not winning any jobs, I finally got a chance to win jobs all in a week. So it was really good. They would have booked uh, February. So moving forward. So I thank God for that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. In fact, I think he closed four on the spot and he also closed a door to door. Is that correct? Yeah. Bring it home. Okay. Way to be Jesus. Awesome. Thank you, Sonia. I'm okay. I had a little slow spell. I just not got back on the horse, but last week we went door to door and I, <laughs> that was, it was fun, but my husband, he was, I introduced him as my bodyguard. I didn't do it. But anyways, he was, <laughs> I told him, I didn't want to go by myself. I'm not, I'm, anyways. So mm-hmm. I did, and we got, we at least got to have like after the 12th house, we were able to um, do an estimate. I, he ghosted me. But I'm gonna still follow up. So just and I forgot. Like, you know what? I didn't send the letter. I didn't send the little after thing. I got so excited. I forgot to send that. Thank you for having us over. Oh, the note card. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But anyways, that was that's my win as far as getting over that um, 
that slump and it got momentum that I'm going. So um, so I want to go continue on and do that. Fantastic. Very good. (laughs) Thank you, Sonia. Okay. Chris, big wins. So my big win is I would say that I really have only really focused on marketing really in starting in October and had my best sales month in November, just starting to institute some basic marketing, which was great. And then this January now, I've had my personal best for sales, and that's in January, which is an extremely good omen for the year. And even just going forward as uh, just, yeah, January is the month where you want to have your personal best month. Mm -hmm. So extremely optimistic for this year now. Fantastic. Fantastic. Way to be, Chris. Thank you for sharing, Craig. I um, I have a, a lady starting tomorrow, so a new hire starting tomorrow. So that's my big win. Cool, fantastic, very good. Thank you, Craig and Rick. Welcome to MG Eleven. Can you move your uh, camera down just a little bit so we can see your handsome mug, please? Turn what now? Your camera down. Could you point it down so we can see it? This. Yes, sir. Like this. The other way. Oh. Hey, all right. There we go. Yeah. Welcome, uh, Rick. Big wins. I guess would be. I had no, not very many jobs booked at all. And so the past two weeks, I went through all my old client list and just sent them text. Mm-hmm. And so we're working on a job right now that I got from that. And we have, an, I have another estimate today that, that I'm sure I'll get the job just because they're past customer and really makes it a lot easier to sell when mm-hmm. you don't have when it's an old customer. So absolutely. Okay. There you go. Way to stay top of mind. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing. All right. One thing, Daryl, what's one thing we could brainstorm for you such that might make everything else easier and or unnecessary. Yeah. Steve's known especially, but my situation in the last year, last six months, especially has been really tough trying to get back out of the field as much as I can. And my problem has been finding a drywall finisher. That's been what's eaten up all of my time, which is what I have learned from Buy Back Your Time. I've actually let good painters go as far as um, in my application process because I've been so busy. I'm looking for someone who can help me buy back my time and get into the drywall. So that's what I think I have with Lewis. But I had I had a really strange wake-up call yesterday, and it started a couple of days earlier than that. Um most I'm a police officer. I pulled over this car. It was a group of old ladies in there. But one of them was was one of my very first clients. Her name is Evelyn. And she had hip surgery six months ago. I've hardly even talked to her at all. And I was supposed to go and do touch-up on a door frame that I painted like 10, 12 years ago. I totally forgot about it. I didn't write it down because I've been so busy. And I felt she was a passenger in the car that I had pulled over. And she, she was saying, you never came back and painted my frame. And I was like, oh, so I called her yesterday and we visited and I'm like, I feel like such a turd. You've had surgery and she's 80. Okay. And then yesterday I had another old lady call me. She's 91. She needs a little project done. Her and her husband were instrumental in my walk with God, especially when I first became a Christian going to church. And she's, she, I asked her how she was doing. Her answer was, oh, just a little lonely. And she wasn't like one of those ladies that is trying to get feedback and feel sorry for her. She's a very strong, independent woman. But 
it really opened up my eyes. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. I need, I told both of these ladies, and this is both yesterday, which is really weird. I said, they were afraid to ever call me to go do little things for them, change the light bulb because they know I'm so busy. So I'm going to make a point to once a month, at least sit down, go to the house, have a cup of coffee. And so this mm-hmm. week I'm going to meet with Jenny West, the 91 year old I talked to. And I don't care how busy I am. I'm going to sit down and have a cup of coffee and sit down with her for an hour. And I need to be held accountable because that's why we do business. That's why we're, that's why we're doing what we're doing, not to build bigger barns and, and empires. I'm just like, wow, mm-hmm. it was a wake up call because I felt really bad. But the cool thing is I learned immediately, okay, this is what I got to do. So my thing is I want to be held accountable. Like this week, I'm going to meet with Jenny West. I'm just going to, I'm going to call her up today. I'm going to set up a morning with her tomorrow, the next day, and we're just going to have a cup of coffee. So that's my accountability. Um, I'm going to do that um, every other week. I'm going to sit down with one of the two and and have a cup of coffee or, or take them to lunch or something. So, because I need to get my bearings on why I do what I do. That's awesome, Daryl. And that is part of our mission, right? Is to make an impact in our community. Yeah, I think, Something else we're all dying to know, and not to take away from uh, how sincere that is. Did I give you a lady uh, a ticket? <laughs> yeah, did that and get her friend out of the ticket. Was that successful in getting her out of the uh, Yeah, but I don't write old ladies a ticket anyways. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Accountability for making an impact. Yeah, seriously, though, I need accountability time. on that because that's very important. Okay. Right on, Daryl. Isaac, you get to follow that one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> On a more selfish note, <laughs> how many employees do you need to average at least build a million dollar company? Is it like you have to have a certain number of crews on average? Yeah. So the, it works out to be about 12. And is it possible to, in that number, hire an estimator so that eventually, even if it takes years, I could eventually work my way to just doing project coordination, possibly mostly from home so that I could do some co-homeschooling for my kids mm-hmm. and still run my business. So you can get to 12 guys, do a million and work 30 hours a week with the right tech stack and the right culture. As long as you have the right people on the team, because if you hire good people, they take care of the customer, they take care of the company and the estimator slash salesman with the right culture and the right tech stack can manage their own projects easily. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure how many hours you're looking to get down to. Usually don't bring on uh, an additional uh, salesperson until about the 1.2, 1.5 mark, but you can get down to 30 hours of the right tech stack at 10, 12 guys. As long as you you hire the right people, right? Hire all stars, hire for character, protect culture and make sure your tech stack is, is locked in and zap in and, and doing all the heavy lifting for you on the admin side and the operations. Yeah. And you get a lot of your time back. And that's how I was home on the afternoons. And I've got that picture of me and Samuel in the pool. And I saved that because it was a memory of being able to be home every afternoon. And right. uh, it was the first time Samuel swam in the pool and working 30 hour weeks. And Yeah. Okay. And was there a significant change that got you from, for example, maybe half a million to a million and you're on your way up. So one thing that we did is 
I went all in for a season. So April and I had a conversation. We sat down and I said, look, I think we can really get this to a point to where we're cash flowing really well and I get my time back. And so what we agreed on was that for six days a week, I would work until 6 p.m., which means whatever time I got up, I was all in. Work until 6 p.m. But I was home from 6 to 8 p.m., no phone, 100% present with him. Six days a week. And then uh, on Sunday, I was 100% present with him. But the other six days, I was building. I was all in building. So it wasn't like 40 hours a week trying to build a business and the rest of the time I spent time with family. No, I was. it was intense. I was all in just for a season, but it worked. And we got to a point where we were cash flowing handsomely. And the tech stack was in. And I went from working, I don't know, whatever it was, 80 hours or something to down to 30. So if you go all in for a season, if you work like nobody else, then eventually you get to live like nobody else. Yeah. But it's just for a season and it was an agreement I had with my wife. Awesome. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Very good. One. Okay. So my thing is <clears throat> so now that I have my uh, complimentary call-up consultation, I just want to pick your brains and see how you guys advertising that. Are you emailing? Are you putting the newsletter or doing word of mouth? How are you guys doing that? I can jump in because I've had mine running for about a month now, unless anybody wants to. I actually, our, the interior designer that I use actually joined our BNI, which is, which is amazing. So to initially promote it, I did an email blast to all my previous customers, just taking so that they could take advantage of the offer, which was a free hour co color consult for any jobs booked for January, February. And actually, I did another follow-up email telling people that I've extended that into March as well for any jobs booked in March. So I did email blast for that. I did social media for that. Uh, so I promoted it through social media and also promoted it at my BNI chapter, which really works well because then she promotes me back. So she's been promoting that as well in in her bni infomercials as well so those are just a few things uh, i'm sure other people have more ways to promote it but i think uh, probably the email list is uh, like an email blast is uh and social media are probably the best okay that sounds good mm -hmm. thank you and it's something to keep in mind that was great craig i think you hit them you hit them all the big ones for sure something else to keep in mind one is that's a, a closing tool. So there's estimating. Estimators can measure. There's salespeople. They can sell. And then there's closers, right? So a closer is everything that's said after the price is given. And okay. one of my favorite closes, I've got a few of them. One's a social uh, scarcity, social proof and scarcity close, right? The video testimonials and the production calendar. That's the most powerful one. But another one that really helps is offering the decorator. As a close. Okay. Or the, you Thank know, the you. color consult service. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts for one? Okay. I think we're good. So I'm writing down a bunch there. Took Craig's whole list down. Hey, Seuss. Yeah. Up. So mine is uh, related here, guys, to a married couple <clears throat> running a company. So I'm trying to split the roles here. I know we're both the owners. And I'm taking, yeah, the estimating role and then the projects, running the projects and stuff like that. And I, it's pretty clear that my wife would be doing the, as you call it, the admin role, mm -hmm. take care of the office mm -hmm. stuff. Is there something else I'm missing, Steve, that we can be mean? splitting roles? So usually 
when the wife comes in traditionally uh, when the wife comes in they take over the admin which includes the phone making sure the schedules in line bookkeeping and payroll those are the initials maybe managing the website depending on technical skills that could be advanced mm -hmm. but those are the major ones coming in the idea it's what should she be doing yeah. everything that you can delegate because your role is to do only what you can do which is networking sales hiring training everything else you should delegate okay another question with that there steve I was, we were talking she was talking about like maybe joining a rotary club like in the summertime when she's not at work yeah like the am referral i like the am club with the pm club i do the noon club so we're mm -hmm. thinking about something like that just to expand our network absolutely yeah and uh women are fantastic uh natural networkers i think men we have to work at it we're not good at chatting it up we'd rather like work on something together or go chop a tree down together and just you know but the social women are naturally more social so absolutely and then also if she's if there are points where you're going to estimates and she's available take her with you Okay. Yeah. Women sell yeah. jobs. Let me just tell yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I could pull you out of the office and bring it with me, I'm like, oh, I've got hot honey, you need to come with me. I got a hot lead. I need you to close this one for me. You know, she gives me all the credit, but I'm like, you're the one that chatted them up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So women just they break that barrier of trust. They just they, they bring instant trust. That's okay. why men, we have to wear name tags with smiley faces on it just to even attempt to get to the level of instant trust that women do. Sonia's laughing. She knows it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, real, real quick, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, what were the four that you told them to focus on networking, sales, hiring, and what? Training. Training. Cool. Yeah. Cause those are the things you can't really delegate until under seven figures. And so everything else delegate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good news. Really excited. She's coming on. That's awesome. Yeah. Look out. <laughs> okay. Sonia. I guess. After Jesus, I'm like looking at it going, well, I'm the all of the above. I'm the woman. I'm the, you know, what? so it's, and then after this, the consult, I'm the consultant too. So it's, hi, Sonia. Hi, She's Sonia. She's breaking all the molds here. <laughs> She's breaking all the stereotypes, all the traditions gone. <laughs> but it, it is taking a toll though. So that was one of the, I guess that's in a nutshell. It's more, I got excited yesterday, last week about going door to door because I was, my, my daughter has been helping me brainstorm because she was in marketing, but she was supposed to help us out. She's in New York and mm -hmm. we're down here in Texas. And so it's been, a, she's like scared. I go, we'll hire you. And I wish I would have hired her first because she's good. I was like, talk on it. You're like me when I was younger in my sales career. And so I was like, I, all that that you're telling me is just the OG. Let's go, just go talk to people, get out there, a network. And when she was telling me what to do and I was testing it out, I was getting some momentum, but then I fell apart. I just, I had a, got a migraine on Thursday. I woke up really weird and I've been, mm. I just now, yesterday was a feel good day. And so I was like, I go, is it, oh, and then the wife and the husband thing, I, I ran into a pickle and I made a decision with some Facebook ads that just really wiped my account. And I just, I, and I couldn't close them and it was really hurting my ego. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think I had one of those, <laughs> but no, it was really being a Debbie Downer for me. And it got me, my confidence went down. And so all this just piled. And I finally spoke to my husband and told him, look, I made a decision because he asked me, how's the account? And I'm like, you know, you want to talk about it? You know? so, 
<laughs> so I showed him and then he's what's going on. But he said, this was how we were last year, babe. It's okay. But you may don't look at it as like a mistake. Just look at it as a learning experience. We're going to get out of this. And that was so relieving. And then I got the headache the next day because I was feeling so much better because I had my chest was pressing. It was like, I had thought it's all it's stress. It's anxiety. It was, I know that, but it took a toll. It just, all that relief just took me down. I, I had to rest. So mm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was just out of pocket from everybody. I was just like, I even had the shades on because my head hurt so bad and I mm. couldn't see light. So I'm better now, but it's just that I was just like, oh my goodness, now I've got to get back on it. But I'm one of those that I can't just go breathe and I don't breathe. <laughs> I took a yoga cat class and I go, this is like taking a hot bath. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm a shower girl. So it was, yeah. But anyways, that's in a nutshell. It's just overwhelmed because mm. of all the hats as well. And hi, who is this, Chris? Sorry, I'm Sonia Garcia with Palatable Painting. I didn't introduce myself. I hadn't met you yet. Hi, you said you're in Texas? I'm Texas, yeah. San Antonio. Yeah, I'm in Houston. Did you hear Sonia though? Texas. <laughs> I was, it was funny when I, I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, how I, I got down here, migrant workers. So that's how I ended up there and then came back down here. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Sonia, what can we brainstorm for you? Just how to get back on the, in the saddle, like little by little, not like I'm, I'm trying to like right now, I'm like, okay, I know we have a project to get started this morning, but to get back on the, yeah. where do I go first? Do I go back to yep. door? Do I go Here's back? step one. You ready? You have a pen. This is a very important. Blue as well. <laughs> yep. Make sure you schedule breaks first before you fill your day in. Okay. Even if it's a 15 minute break at 10 AM and another 15 minute break at 2 AM, that's fine. That's good. But it's away from the phone. A lot of times I'd stop at a local park and just and walk for 15 minutes. It took tremendous mm -hmm. discipline, especially if I was caffeinated. It took tremendous discipline, but the dust would settle and I could think clearly. Solving problems and solutions were coming and creativity was flowing. And a lot of times too, at lunch, if I didn't have a one-to-one -one scheduled at lunch, I would grab a lunch or I'd buy it to go or and I would take it to the park and I'd eat it at the park and I would just sit there and relax and just take it all in and let the dust settle again before I jump back into the race. Sonia, have you ever tried the Headspace app? No, I delete a lot of apps. Yeah. <laughs> but I can. I, I, mean, oh, I, I was just going to say, I've gotten a ton of use out of it. Sometimes they'll run offers to make it cheaper, but their traditional price is for the year at $69. And every single morning, I'll wake up, make my coffee, and sit down and do Headspace. And you can pick anywhere from a three minute to 20 minute meditation. And it's just really after a year of doing it, my anxiety level and pinball brain has slowed way down. And then those moments I'll get so many, just like the walking in the park, get so many creative ideas. It's been instrumental and they have a bunch of other stuff in there too, like how to handle this, that, or the other. Yeah. Check it out. It's awesome. Thank you. I'm already calm. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yep. Have you read the book Traction? I have not. One thing I really like in that book I found was really helpful is they talk about like rocks. And so basically if you had a glass and you're trying to put, you had some water, you had some sand, you had some gravel and you had some rocks, what would you put in the glass first? Because if you put the water in first you and the sand in first, you wouldn't have any room for the rocks. But if you put the rocks in first and you go in the opposite direction, the gravel next, and you basically, then you have the most likely chance of getting as much in that glass as possible. 
and the rocks are the things that are the most important thing, right? So they say have whatever half a dozen rocks to get done for your quarter. So in three months, there's six things that have to happen. And those are the most important things. And then there's gravel, which is still important. And then they talk about like sand and water, just be, basically being like the, the everyday distractions of life that most often can actually be even neglected in comparison to your main priorities. So I found it really helpful of just knowing what to be thinking about, knowing what to look at, what's the most important thing right now. What's there's all, there's always, something's always going to be on fire. Somebody's always going to have a problem, but it may not be the, it may, but you, you you don't want to find yourself always putting out a fire and not focusing on the most important things. Thank you. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Speaking of Chris, you're up. My question is about, I guess it's two questions that are both kind of accounting questions, but so my goal for this year is 500,000 in revenue. And I'm wondering, is 10% dedicated to marketing a correct way to think about that? Because I've heard that's what you should expect. I feel like maybe that can be lower. And then I guess along with that, a question is just about overhead in terms of is there a book or is there a direction that someone can point me in terms of just considering everything in terms of overhead? Because right now overhead to me is like miscellaneous, which mm -hmm. like I'd like to just have a better way of thinking about overhead in terms of not just every other th thing in my business, but have it very clearly laid out. And then, yeah, I don't know. Is there a spreadsheet okay. or something someone knows about? Yep. So here's first marketing budget. 10% is that's old school. That's what it used to be. If you follow the UIB system, you can get it as low as 3%. Yeah. So if you follow the system, you can get it as low as 3%, as high as five, but as low as three. I've got clients doing 2 million and their marketing is right at three, three and a half percent. If you follow the system. Now, when it comes to overhead, it's not miscellaneous. It's more like everything except direct labor and material. You include marketing as overhead? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Everything is overhead except your direct cost, paint material. Okay. Okay. Is there like, yeah, is there, is there, cause it could be anything from gas to software overhead. to lunches. Overhead. So is that there, might, yeah. I'd like to be able to like project that out based off of more than just, I guess, my going through my expenses of last year, but I don't know if there's yeah. a way to do that. Okay. First, just keep an eye on the benchmarks. You don't want to get lost in the details, spend too much time in the details. Your time's more wisely invested in building the business. And so the benchmarks are, you want to shoot for 50% gross profit. Okay. To get to 50% gross profit, you generally have 35% labor and 15% material. Now that fluctuates a few points here and there between different companies. And some operate with a 45% gross profit. So was, as long as you're at least above 40 and then after the 50% gross profit, benchmark is 30% overhead. So just make sure your overhead is within 30%. As long as it's 30% or less, you're fine. I wouldn't obsess about the details just yet. It's not worth it. Your time is, should be more invested in building the business. Fair enough. That's great. So 20% net profit is a good benchmark? Correct. Mm -hmm. Net operating profit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not including uh, your own salary. So your salary is an overhead and you should also be taking a draw, which does not show up in your PL. 
So the draw is technically down uh, below the, the net profit, but it shows up on your balance sheet. So just keep an eye on the, uh, the benchmarks. Don't get lost in the weeds uh, just yet. Just when one of those indicators go off, like, hey, our, our overhead is 35%. That's when you pause and then you zoom in and say, okay, what's going on here? If labor and materials are right, you can't find yourself <laughs> spending too much on gas or <laughs> lunches or something. <laughs> is it worth saving, finding uh, a $10 air on gas or lunch versus that two hours you could have spent networking or marketing or you know, building the business? Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Now it's good. Now the other extreme is don't not ever look at them, but you do, you monitor them. You look at your p on a monthly basis, but step one is just look at the benchmarks, right? Look at the high numbers. And if, if one of those are out of line, then you zoom in. That's great. There. Okay. Right in, that, in that same regard. Can I just quickly chime in and ask what's a good benchmark for how much to pay a, oh gosh, darn it. A person that does all that for you. Bookkeeper. Bookkeepers. Bookkeepers, they range from 350 to 1350 a month. Businesses around half a million should be able to find a bookkeeper around 350, 500 a month. Okay. Good questions. Craig, you're up. Okay. I guess this is more related to disciplinary process and such things as that. I received a call back from job site super that there was paint on the floor on one of our projects. So I've been harping mm -hmm. on the guys about using drop sheets at all times, not letting gaps get in your drop sheets because paint hits where that, that is. And if you need more drop sheets, ask me and I will buy you more drop sheets. I want to make sure that stuff is covered. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been harping on them about that. And so on Saturday morning, I got a text from the job site manager that there's paint on the floor. So I, I took a picture of the text from the job site manager, posted it in a, our group chat and said, who wants to take responsibility for this? And the painter that was actually <laughs> not on site the last couple of days, he was with me on another job. He was like, I'll take responsibility for it. And I'm like, you weren't even there when the cleanup happened, right? Good on him. I really like his attitude in that he wants to take responsibility, even though it's, even though it's unlikely that it's him, because I, I gave them, even if I understand that sometimes stuff happens and, but I want the job site to be thoroughly looked over. And if there's any paint that did get on the floor, I want to cleaned obviously before saying sayonara to the job right mm. yeah and then the others were like we got to go back there anyway um you know later on this week why don't we just take care of it at that point uh, no like if something's wrong on the job site you take care of it now so um, yeah so now no none of the other two wanted to take responsibility for it yeah so I, I said that ultimate responsibility rests on me. Obviously, I haven't been clear enough on the use of drop sheets at all times, or I haven't provided you enough. Ultimately, I'll take responsibility for it. I'll go over there. I'll fix it. But moving forward, I will be very strict about drop sheet usage. So that's how I left it. Did I handle it correctly? And just any tips for moving forward? Because I can tell you uh, what, what I do. I'm not happy about that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I have, of course, the SOPs is as simple as it sounds. I've got my SOPs. For example, if we're doing a dining room that's hardwood floors or tile or whatever, 
we we wrap the perimeter with paper and then put our drop cloths down because drop cloths can slip away from the walls and you get paint there. So I have it I have it outlined as if a five year old is going to paint my dining room in this house. We how we greet the client, where we park. Uh, we put drop cloths from the front door to the dining room so we're not tracking paint anywhere. Um, what kind of drop cloths to use as far as cl- clean drop cloths. And then I also have two ABCs, then, and that's drilled into my guys, but it, not in a bad way. It's just always be clean and always be cleaning. And when that, that second one, always be cleaning, that's in their mindset that if they're working in the day and they see something, a paint that shouldn't be somewhere or drywall, sand dust on a piece of frame or a windowsill that shouldn't be there, drop what you're doing and clean it up. And so I said it in a very nice way. I'm like, because if the customer sees that, they're going to start looking for other things. And we never put off later what could be cleaned up now. And so that's how I've presented it with my team. And we've been pretty good at not getting any paint anywhere. Or if we do, we're cleaning it up right away. And we're not thinking that it could be cleaned up next Friday, which it can, but the client doesn't see it that way. They see it as we're messy. And mm-hmm. so it's funny because Will was talking to the new guy on Friday of last week, always be cleaning because he had some drywall dust somewhere. And he's always be cleaning. And he said it right in front of the client because it didn't matter because that's our routine. And so that's what we do. We always be, we're always clean. We're always be clean, which is the way we dress, the way we look and always be cleaning. And, mm-hmm. and I don't do it in a way as a drill sergeant. I just do it as a way of team membership and making the customer have an amazing experience with us. So that's really worked. It's not made us 100%, but it's got us from 20% to about 85, 90%. So. Yeah, this job's kind of complicated as well because yeah. there's other trades that are that are working around us making a mess. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so I have a rhetorical question for you, Craig. Yes. What is your supervisor's role? What are his responsibilities? I've... So they all have basically, all three of them basically have about the same experience level. Is that's, he a supervisor? That's a good question. That that that's a good question. Yeah. If he is, whose responsibility was that? That would be mine then. Yeah. But you delegated leadership to your supervisor, correct? Not any of the three I would consider a supervisor. Okay. So then I'm so I have supervisor uh, sent you a screenshot. So there's just three no, no supervisor. Uh, so that was the job site supervisor of the general contractor. Okay. No, I thought it was yours. Sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah. yeah sorry. Okay. The way that we, yeah, the way that we've been arranging it is mm-hmm. everybody takes responsibility for the job. There's one guy in particular that, that more communicates with the customer because he's got better communication skills mm-hmm. than, than one of the others. But yeah, I need to actually have somebody responsible for each job site. There you go. Right on. And then make sure you practice your progressive disciplinary procedure. It protects. I guess if I see somebody not using drop sheets, my next play is just to send them home without pay for the day. Is that? Well, that's extreme. You've already, I would say you'd already given them a verbal warning. I would I, just give them a written warning. And that's usually enough to wake them up to the seriousness. And so the written warning would be just via email. Oh, no, I'd email. write it out, go over it with them, and have them sign it, date it, sign it. 
little note will be put in their file. And their file can be something as simply as taking a picture of it and uploading it to Google Drive. You know, it can be a cloud file, but yeah. Okay. All right. So let's see, Rick, you're up. What can we brainstorm or solve for you today? Are you muted? Uh, so my question is, do I only get one thing or how many things uh, can one I? One thing. <laughs> what's, the, should... what's the one thing that we could brainstorm for you such that it might make everything else easier and or necessary? I should probably read that book that I have called The One Thing. But yeah, I've got that. I've got that book. <laughs> so I guess I'm starting all over from scratch and I'm trying to build a crew. I had a bunch of, I had subcontract labor. And so I I have a crew now. And what's the first thing that I do? Do they, like, when do I buy a truck and do they provide their own stuff? And how do I be clear about that? And who do I pay more? And how do I determine who I'm going to pay more? And I have some job descriptions I used to have when I had my own crew, but I'm just, I'm starting all over from scratch now. And I've got a, three guys that want the one that is the most, has the most experience. He brings the most stuff. I pay him the most money, but he doesn't smile very much with the customer. He just, doesn't the communication is not there the english is not that great and the one guy that can speak english really good he doesn't have a lot of experience he's got a lot of experience but he doesn't bring much he's just he's not in charge of the of the crew i, I guess the question is what's the most important thing to do first as far as a crew is it writing out job descriptions and telling them this or is it what their role is i, I do know that there has to be somebody there in charge that's responsible. And that's the guy I have there now that is responsible. He, but he doesn't, to be a crew leader, he's not going to, he just doesn't have the, he doesn't have the people skills. And the guy that has the people skills doesn't have the experience and the stuff. Maybe I should just look for another crew, another more people. I'm shooting by the words to describe it, but. I am just getting what I can get right now because I don't have anybody. And anyway, that's, does that make sense? I don't know what I'm asking. I guess what's yeah. the one thing to do first? Yeah, exactly. I suffer with the ADD thing. There's so many things yeah, to do in this thing, thing. One thing at a time, but yeah. But yeah. What, what I would do, if you're not going to hire somebody to take that role, if you got your guys got good people skills, he just doesn't have the, he doesn't have the physical skills. I'd work off of him and build him up. Because if he's got great people skills, he just doesn't, he's not the greatest painter yet. That could be learned. You can't train the other guy to smile. Not to say that he can't be your crew lead because I don't, I'm not there. I don't know his dynamic, but that's what I would do. But my guys have, I have a position agreement form that my guys have, and I can email that to you. I got it from Steve. I've edited it to fit me, but it just says what the role is of each painter, what the expectations are. And then it also explains the disciplinary process, um, consequences, depending on what's, what the scenario is. Um, but it gives our painters a very clear expectation and understanding in writing what their expectations are in their job. So that's definitely one thing that, that I would absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I was thinking in my mind before I even presented this, that what you said. <laughs> Is what I should yeah. do. It's just doing it. You know? Yeah. Are you in the group me? Is he in the group me, Steve? Not yet. 
Okay, because I didn't see it yet. Steve can give you my email address afterwards if you want me to send you a copy of my position agreement. That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It's it's helped out a lot. I don't have to keep explaining things. Yeah, especially when I can't speak Spanish. That's yeah. hard to do. Maybe I can get it in Spanish. <laughs> I guess the question is, is it a contract um, or somebody you're hiring? I'm doing hiring now. I'm just, I used to do subcontract and and I had bad results from it. And I just don't like the lack of control that I do not have with subcontract. So I'm paying them. I pay them by the day. I try to make it worth it their time. I probably pay them too much if we got down into the weeds there on what I'm paying them. But I just want to make it where it's worth their time to be there. And they all want to work for me. They go, oh, boss. Yeah, we really want to work for you. And, and so that's good. But but yes, to answer your question, it's not. I'm just paying them as a as an employee. Okay, yeah, because I'm trying to I'm trying to transition too, and but it's yeah, it's a rocking hard spot right now. But anyways, yeah, okay. When I listen to you, when I listen to you, I have a I say, man, I have a lot in common with Sonia. <laughs> yeah, a lot in common. Um, <laughs> all right, pardon me for sake of time. We got to move forward and make sure Florian gets an opportunity. Florian. Good morning, guys. Sorry, I know that there's a problem with my iPad today in the morning for the get in, but big win. We finished a project yesterday completely. I have one day touch up actually, which I agree with a contractor to go back one guy. It's 99% down because I know how much touch up it is. Also, yesterday I had a good conversation with one of applicants. He wants to work with me. It looks like it's a family guy. I'm very quiet how he talks and everything. Experience, he has three years experience. He's looking a little bit, a lot of money for right now. And so I'm comparing you with the crew I have right now. So if I give you those money and the other people is going to ask for raise. So I said, as you start this 90 days training, okay, you have to have your own tools and I help you on the other things. If you are not able, we have to get the job done. But 90 days training, I have to see how you work, how you behave. If you come on time, which the guy was very good, actually. The way I answered the question and everything, the 11 question, it was perfect. All right. He's going to start on Monday, next Monday. And, and this is a big win for me right now. Let's start the problem. The problem. One, one thing we can, I can bring for you guys is I'm trying always as we talk together, Steve, it's, it's the hiring process and everything. So. I don't like those social media indeed and whatever it is. So I try always the Craigslist, but the Craigslist doesn't bring me the people like it's high level. What did separate me from the other guys? I can see because I have the Google form, which I got from April a long time ago. And thank you so much, Steve, which the Google form, at least like when the candidates goes there, it gives like the ability to see what is the position, the green position, how much based on their experience and everything, which is great. But I say to myself, let me look to the other social media, what the other, my painters around the area is looking for. So I went to Indeed and I tried to look like, okay, I'm looking for a painting job, right? And becomes like two companies, one company, which is like about me. It says, okay, <clears throat> excuse me, I provide 401k health insurance benefits and it benefits didn't pay too much, but health insurance is paying that and 401k. But the money was like $3 more than me. So mine is like to 26 and he was like 29. But it's not specific. It doesn't have any Google form. So it started like start from $12 an hour and it ended up to $29 an hour. 
So I try to go job application to see what it is and goes directly to his website. And it's a big company actually here. And it's high end. And it says message, type, type your information, but it's not in a Google form. So I'm trying to figure out what is the best way for me because so far the Google form is the best. At least the candidates see what I'm looking for and make mm -hmm. it so I don't have to spend any time with them. And they don't have to spend any time with me, but some, they lie already because everybody's looking for, okay, he's, like, he's looking for 24 to 26, like crew leader or being a very professional painter. And most of the guys that go there, but when it comes to come to interview, it's even there. Three years experience, you are asking me for 26. It doesn't make any sense. Wow. I'll, I'll pass you from there. So, so if we were to, to bring, because there's a lot of context there, what's the one question about it? So the question is like, how I can be better than the other companies to provide? So because it's probably the money, the, the guys might go to the other. I can raise those kind of money. I put like 27, but. Did you grab this book? Hire yeah. better people faster yeah, by Ryan. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. There you go. Juan's got it too. Yes, sir. Okay. I think your answers are right here. Your answers are right here. And one of the takeaways are it's, it's not more money. Okay. It's about culture and to get them to the interview you on the phone call, you, you want to let them know that you care about them. So you ask them questions about them to get to know them at the, and they're not probing questions. I don't trust you. It's like, how are you? Where are you from? I sense an accent. Is that European? Just to get to know them on a personal level, know that you let them know that you care about them as a person. The first conversation, that's it. As soon as they apply, I call them right away. No question about it. Mm -hmm. Some guys answer, sometimes they don't answer. I leave a, a message. Somebody call me back. Somebody will call me back. It's up to yeah. them. But, um, and then, okay. And then remember the Chick-fil-A principle. This helps us yeah. to reframe our beliefs. Okay. Chick-fil-A has to interview 50 people before they find one. 50 to find one. Yeah. Yeah. So that helps us to reframe our expectations, right? So that way, when we talk to three people, we're not upset because there were no shows. Yeah, that's what I do. And when I see the guys like ready for it, and I give them mm -hmm. a painting position agreement, and thank you so much, Daryl, for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so they can see it right away what I'm looking for. And I ask all the time, it's like, my main thing is culture. I don't know how good you are, but when you come to my company, it's a culture. How is we are like a small family and respect each other. So if you belong to belong, if you think you belong to that culture, you will. But that guy I'm hiring, I'm very happy so far. So let's see how it's going to work. I'm not sure yet, but you can see from the conversation. From you can see like the guy was like answering the question very polite. He's asking me a lot of things. Hey, can I ask you a thing? I said what it is, and he asked me what he was looking for. He was very polite so far. The only bad thing was like he came with the shoes that was like almost white. It's but I will work on it. I don't have a problem. Probably, oh, that, but it's okay. You know? Yeah. I'm sure we're not too particular. Shoes are pretty minor, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Okay. You're on the right track, my man. Keep reading that book and keep focusing on culture and we'll get it to the next level. It's yeah. time to roll out with takeaways. Daryl, would you lead the way, please? Yeah. Really going over everybody's concerns today and brainstorms. It's just a constant reminder, man, never stop working on yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get that book, Hire Better People Faster. I remember you talking about it. I slipped my mind. So I've got it written down so I could put that next on my list. Yeah. I think you'd really like the podcast. I had Ryan on the podcast. I forget the yeah. episode number, but I think you'd enjoy that too. Mm -hmm. So 
Great. Thank you, Daryl. Isaac, uh, I think you're muted. Yep, my bad. All those details on the benchmarks were super helpful. And then Daryl's ABCs, that was awesome. A bunch of others, but those were the main two. Right on. Thank you, Isaac. Juan? All the overheads, Daryl's line, be clean, always be cleaning. I'm going to steal that. I love that. <laughs> always be cleaning. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you, Juan and Daryl. Jesus? Yes, I have so much here, but I'll stick to this one, what you said here. Steve, mm-hmm. let the dust settle in and get back in the race. Also, what Daryl said as well to the ABC. I like that. Right on. Very good. Thank you, Jesus. Sonia? Ditto to Jesus. And just making sure I take a breather. Just breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Schedule those breaks. Yeah. Stress and rest. Stress and rest. Fast way to success is stress and rest. Stress and rest. So, all right, Chris? I have a lot of notes here too, but yeah, uh, 35, 40% labor, 15% materials, and maybe three to 10% marketing, but let's get it closer to three and don't worry about the rest. There you go. Right on. Very good. Thank you, Chris. Craig? I think the biggest takeaway was scheduling breaks. Yeah. I'm right in the thick of it right now. And yeah, I just need to be cautious about scheduling those breaks to Mm -hmm. just refocus my mind. Yep. Right on. And I still do it today. In between every coaching call, I schedule at least a 15 minute break. Gotta let the dust settle. Because you're still thinking about it. I don't want to go into the next one thinking about still thinking about the last one because I'm not able to be present with the next one. So even today, 15 minute breaks minimum in between calls. So if you guys ever call me like, you're so present and calm, it's because I just just took a break. <laughs> All right, Rick, take away. Yeah, there's so many things that it's just everything that I'm taking away. <laughs> I guess the break thing was good. Uh, I did the ABC of that little any kind of time you can have a some kind of memorable way of saying something, it's good. And I need to do the position agreement thing, the like Daryl said. So there you go. Right on. Very good. Thank you, Rick. And Florin, no pressure. Close us out with your takeaway, buddy. I better hurry up on that, right? <laughs> yeah, the book, right? <laughs> Hire better people faster. Well, I have so many things, <laughs> so I'm working on that too. That's the focus planner. Okay. Oh, that's- the planner. Yeah. So yeah. it's so many things, but yeah, that's my goal. It's like high and high right now. I want to build the best culture here around mm-hmm. where I yes, am. Sir. But that's what I'm doing. I'm going to work for it. Fantastic. All right. Very good. And all right. This concludes Mastermind. I want to encourage everybody to do exactly what it says above Jesus's shoulder there. Dream big. Hustle smarter. You've got, got this. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.